like they only made like math more complicated from what I'm hearing these days. Yeah. My or just extra steps for no good goddamn reason. Yeah. My my aunt's like a, a teacher and like, like a teacher? Yeah. She's a, is well, a teacher. She's a she's a teacher <laughs> in South Pittsburgh. And uh no, she's like she wears skirts and she she has curly red hair like Miss Frizzle. She's very much like a teacher. No. She no, goes not my aunt as a teacher to Halloween. She's like a teacher. <laughs> like a teacher. Oh god. Oh. Paddled for the very first time. That's I think that's normally the students. <laughs> when they're bad. Well, it depends. Oh. It depends on what? Exactly. <laughs> or accused of being bad and get fucking I don't know. Framed. Framed for an ass whooping. Yep, there we go. <laughs> wow, why doesn't someone use that as like a catchphrase in wrestling? Framed for an ass whooping. I don't even know how that would... Uh, You've been work. work. I tell you what, you just got framed for an ass whooping. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're so confused, aren't Let, you? Let's don't, ask our listeners. Uh, does this sound like a pretty good catch wrestling catchphrase? Say it in the comments. Like this first 50 <laughs> seconds, we don't have any listeners anymore. They'll, they'll flipped over to all you can hear some shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like back in the new generation when like everyone had an occupation. Like this one is just like a carpenter. Yep. It's like, you just been framed for an ass whooping, boy. <laughs> That sounds like somebody that you would probably see in like the old territory stuff. Yeah. Yo, all oh this my god, dangle- the carpenter just got attacked by Duke the dumpster Drosy. All this dangling shit on the microphone. I'm gonna have to take it off. Well, let's take it off. I'm like bitch slapping no, everything. Take it off. Here. It's just that, bitch slap it's all like of that's, it. That's that's Fucking, shitty for oh. sound quality too. That's just a poor this idea. This one is just. Well, oh, this one's not the worst. I could just shimmy that one over. I don't think I'll knock that one off. Oh, it's got some monster. Right. Well, it is. Holy shit! Huh. I didn't notice that one. Yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Aging <laughs> Greatness, uh, the show where everything happens for no fucking reason. Exactly. Yeah. And it normally tonight, happens for Nick Cage. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we are we're doing a special uncaged month of November. We started last week with the impression game, where I once again crowned myself the victor through interesting <laughs> math, according to Pat. Yeah. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. He keeps accusing me of cheating. Well, that's why you had backup, and I wasn't good either, so it's fine. <laughs> that's it. I'm calling a recount. <laughs> uh, so we're doing an uncaged month. Next week, we're doing Cannon's birthday bash episode. Yeah. Mm. But this week, on the wheel of uncaged, it was Jeremy's pick. Yes. And he, uh, he picked a movie that I've actually seen before, a film called Rubber. Yep. <laughs> Which is uh, the basic synopsis is there's a, a, a tire that kills people with its psychic powers. Psychokinetic. Yeah, psychokinesis. I'm aware, <laughs> but our listeners might not be. I'm trying to trying to make sure everyone understands and follows the plot. And so, uh, yeah, let's do that thing. We'll jump right into it. We'll do that thing that we always do. We're going to go around and we're going to give our basic reviews. And then we'll jump into the meat of this film. Yeah, that's a good way to go. So, Canon, the only one on the show right now who had never seen the film before. Oh, God, I don't know how this movie has eluded me, so... (laughs) For now, what is it, 12, almost 13 years now? Yep. <laughs> I have, however, heard 
many, many, many legends of this movie. And I was actually quite excited when Jeremy <laughs> said, we're going to fucking watch Rover. They even sent you a message with the DX gift. Are did. you ready? I, I was. <laughs> nice. um, that being said, <laughs> y'all, this movie... Yo, I, I, I kind of fucking dug it. <laughs> like this, like, oh my God. Like this, it's like, <laughs> we'll get into it, but I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm giving the goddamn tire movie three and a half goddamn stars. Okay. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I had a good time. <laughs> I, I want your review on Letterboxd to be this, oh my God, like this, guys, oh my God, because that's... <laughs> well, I was going to go into it, but you know, yeah. you got to keep it, <laughs> well, short air quotes around here, you know, uh-huh, uh-huh. for our listeners who can't see. <laughs> so... Uh, I'm going to go first because this is Jeremy's episode. He's going to lead the discussion on this movie he loves. Yeah. I knew they let me out for a reason. (laughs) (laughs) I changed my mind. Show's canceled. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) So I have seen this movie before. I watched it when it hit Netflix with my buddy Rob, who uh, early listeners might remember from Rob's reviews. R.I.P. Uh, hopefully, get to, he's not, not Rob. Dead. Rob's not fine. Rob. Or Rob's reviews. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> hopefully, one day soon, uh, we'll we'll get him back involved with some stuff. So I, I saw this movie when it came out, and uh, back then, I thought oh, this is fine. Yeah, I gave it about three and a half out of five stars back then. Like, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's a good movie because I have a, an interesting relationship with. With meta and art style movies, as as our listeners well know, uh, I I enjoy Rubber. I have seen much much worse. For example, Antichrist by Lars von Trier was terrible. Ugh. I watched that around the same time as this. Oh, well, was that, that was like probably when all of this like weird indie shit just was just dropping like crazy. Yeah, and it was all on Netflix. Yeah, uh, Black Death with Sean Bean, which there was a preview for on the, the, the Blu-ray of Rubber that we watched. Now. I love that movie. <laughs> so yeah. many trailers. Like Rob and I watched all these together, and uh, yeah, Antichrist is terrible. Yep. And so Rubber, like I, I there's a line for art movies for me that I call the fart sniffer line. <laughs> and it's when like parables are great if you're trying to tell give a lesson with your story sure fine parable I love it it's good but there comes a point where it crosses that line where you disappear so far up your own ass that you're sniffing your own farts like Aronofsky hit that point several times yeah uh, the fountain is about the only thing from him that I enjoyed like within recent memory like everything else is just they even like Black Swan, like the performances were great, but like it's just, just stop. Yes, we know we that you think you're the best thing since sliced bread. I get it. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Darren. Yeah. Fucking piece suck of shit. It. Jimmy's gonna whoop your ass. You know what? You and John Cusack, you got a beating coming. <laughs> oh great! Here goes our <laughs> list of enemies again. It grows daily. So yeah, the far sniffer line. Yeah, Antichrist. And everything else Von Trier has ever done crosses that line hardcore. Uh, everyone knows my feelings on the Holy Mountain. And His then, favorite movie. <laughs> yeah. Best movie in the world. <laughs> like, I even feel like the fanatic crossed that line pretty hard, despite not being, quote unquote, art house. He, he was fucking trying. Mm. Uh, mm. If there's any person who does music and movies that likes the smell of their own farts, it's Fred Durst. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably Rob Zombie too, honestly. Uh, yes. Definitely Fred Durst. Mm. I bet those farts <laughs> fucking reek. Yeah. yeah. I'm just... I bet they smell like hot dog flavored water. Oh, I'm talking about uh, Rob Zombies. Yeah, no, they're they're just smell like living dead girls. So, all that to say, second rewatch, I didn't know how this movie would age for me, and it's it stayed about the same, three and a half stars. I enjoyed it; it was fun. It was like a, a brisk eighty-two minutes. It's you know goofy. What I like about it is the absurdity. Yep, because it like I appreciate a movie that does not take itself too seriously, which. Like if if Aronofsky had made a fucking movie about a tire with psychic powers, oh like, god. god, yeah, I don't even want to pretend to think about it. It's horrible, but I like this. This was it was dumb. It's fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, Jeremy. Yes. Tell us your <laughs> review, and then and then tell us why <laughs> you picked for your first uncaged choice episode. Why you picked rubber? Yeah. Uh, so I saw this movie like you uh, when it hit Netflix because the trailers came out like a month, month and a half before it came out on Netflix. I just remember like I had a really like that was my time period of I would get on IMDb and see what was coming for like the next six months. And if something caught my attention, I would watch a trailer for it. Chud.com was that way for me. Oh, yeah. With Devin Ferrasi and Nick Nunziata, who are both world class shitheads. Yeah. Um, I love this movie. I love how absurd and I love, um, so, all right. I have a scale in which like I view films. It's kind of like, it's what I tell folks is like, I have, I watch a movie. I try and watch a movie at least three times if I can, if I have to, or if I can, I always watch it like, just as like, I'm taking this movie for what it is. I'm like someone that's paid to take it, go see a movie. I'll try and watch the second time. Cause I was like really into like, uh, I want it. I almost went into like film art, like film, film stuff when I was like in college and, Graphic design is a much more lucrative position. <laughs> um, but I have like that cinema photographer eye and that's what happens. Like if you catch that, if that part catches me in a movie, I know this is movie's good. And then there's the, I'm watching this for the story. This movie checks all three of those boxes and my brain can't help go, wow, this is a really beautiful shot. And then the movie viewer me is going, oh my God, this is hilarious. And the storyteller in me is going, holy shit, this is bonkers. <laughs> so I give this movie five stars. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, why I picked this movie is pretty much those reasons I just explained. I love weird, absurd shit. Uh, anything from Terry Gilliam, like, I love Brazil. Brazil is a great film. Super fucking downer. Um, people who have seen that movie will either be super confused, really enjoy it, or just, like, hate me for it. <laughs> I enjoyed it a lot, but it is a downer. It, it can be. Uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, like, mm -hmm. I like stuff that's, like, way out there sometimes, but uh, this movie got my attention for the sheer fact of, on the surface, you see a trailer for this movie, and it's it's a movie about a tire killing people. Then you watch it. And then you realize there's some fucking weird ass meta narratives that are going on that gets even deeper and tunnelier as you go along. <laughs> Thank God for French filmmakers. <laughs> uh, I'll, I have so many movies from French filmmakers that are just off the wall. Like, I think the first one I ever saw was a band of outsiders. And that's like a French new wave movie. And then I have the movie that Seven Monkeys is based off of, which was called La Jetta, which mm -hmm. is also fucking weird as hell. So I, that's just, 
And I wanted to share this with my friends <laughs> and possibly force listeners to <laughs> try and wrap their brain around this and maybe on the off chance that they will just dare to watch this film. It is only 86 minutes. It is. It is a... It's an hour and a half with the previews on the Blu-ray, though. Yeah, we, we watched all the previews. <laughs> yeah, no, like, this was that, about that time when, like, Magnolia and Magnet were just, like, churning out stuff. Because this movie was only originally released at, like, a couple of film festivals. Mm-hmm. And then, I think... I, I, I could imagine someone from Magnet or Magnolia was, like, in the audience at one of these film festivals was like, you know what? We should grab this, and we should put it on a blue... We should put this out in the States and see what happens. <laughs> and it gets mixed reviews, like... I think it hit like a 69 on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot to this movie. I guess like a good summary would be the movie starts off with this character hitting every chair on his way in while he's riding in the trunk of a vehicle. And then he gives a monologue to the uh, to, to the camera Every chair that's sitting in the middle of a desert road with no one in it for no good reason. Yep. Yeah. And he gives that whole monologue about why why is the alien an E.T. Brown or... No reason. Yeah. And it's just, that is the the main thesis of the movie is these things happen for no reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. This is when I was just like, at first, <laughs> at first, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I was like, here we fucking go. Yeah. Like, I thought it was just like, you could have told me Richard Goddamn Kelly directed this movie, okay? And I would have believed, but, but I'm glad I was wrong. And the longer this fucking train kept rolling, holy, well, you, this you, tire kept rolling. You did ask if it was a Neil Breen production. Yeah. Well, all the fucking like random like chairs in the, in the road that meant nothing. Like, nobody was sitting in there. Like, there was, and then just like, <laughs> this car is just like, and some of them, you barely get touched. These balsa wood fucking chairs just disintegrate into dust. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. It was hilarious. <laughs> and it just, dude, like you said, dude, legit crawls out of the back of the fucking trunk and just gives this, which like I thought was for what it was a pretty cool monologue. But at the same time, I, at, at first I was just like, yo, is, is, we're really getting this shit explained to me. It was like, it's like Seinfeld. It's a show about nothing. You're just going to have to deal. Okay. Yeah. But, but yeah. Yeah. It just, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. That, when I originally watched it, that's the part that got me. Like, after I got done with it, it's like the whole idea that there is a physical audience watching the events of these things happening. And the only reason Robert the Tire is killing people is because there are people watching it happen. And I just, <laughs> that, that just blows my mind every time I sit there and think about it. There are a lot of minds blown in this film, let me oh, tell yeah. you. Jesus Lord. Uh, yeah. I just wanted you to know that I Googled, because I wanted to like see if there's anything else in this vein that I compared <laughs> when I, that I watched at the time. I, I Googled movies that are absurd, and the number one response is rubber. <laughs> yes. I love it. And then we get like Top Secret and Brazil mm-hmm. and Attack of the Killer Tomatoes and uh, Hot Shots. Oh, yeah. And Hot Shots Part mm. Duh. Oh, top secret. I don't know if I've ever said this, but like, hot take, think it's better than Airplane. Okay. I enjoy top secret more than Airplane. I agree with that. Hey, top sweetie. secret is a much better movie. I uh, I loved Hot Shots. I don't think I've still ever seen Hot Shots. It, it was the Top Gun satire movie. The second one's Oh, like with a, the chicken? Yeah. The oh, second yeah, one's that's the Hot Shots Part Duh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. 
Yeah, oh, yeah which to me is the better one. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's okay. like an Ace Ventura situation. The second one's the better one. Yeah, the first Hot Shots was just like straight up Top Gun, but then part two was part Charlie two. Sheen doing like Rambo and shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw like clips and shit, like definitely trailers back in the day. <laughs> it was fun. It's like, it's, it, it mixes in my brain a lot with Leslie Nielsen's Spy Hard. Mm. Yeah. I remember Mr. I, Spy Hard. Dracula yeah. dead and loving it. I watched that several times over this past Halloween. Yeah. I love that film. That's a great film. Mel Brooks' final film. But after the directed. Mom, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, there, there's a lot more in that. Like, I love all the conversations that happen between all of the, oh, yeah, and the random audience members. is Ethan Cohen's just a member of the audience, like the one half of the Cohen brothers. Mm-hmm. Wow, really? Yeah, that's the guy with the glasses on that's like, and I love all the little fun inside jokes about going to see a movie. Like, mm-hmm. the people who are talking and the girls in the back are like, could y'all just shut up? And it's like... <laughs> Though I do feel like that is switched because the two film nerds, yeah. Ethan Cohen and, and the dude from Community, I feel like they would have been more likely to be quiet and then yell at teenage girls to shut the fuck up. Oh, yeah. Especially based on the theater experience that we've had from the last year or so when several times I and Cannon and all of us have had to tell several teenage girls, shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's a. Uh, I paid fifteen dollars to watch Batman, not to hear you talk about Batman. Well, there wasn't. Unfortunately, there was a really a lot we could do about our unfortunate situation for the Batman because somebody brought their like fucking newborn Ugh. to the nine o'clock showing of the goddamn Batman. I'm still pissed about that. Well, shit. people like keep going, "Hey, you've seen Black Adam yet?" And I'm not going to the theater unless it's something like major. I hate. I fucking hate going to the theater now. I would rather pay $20 to watch that shit on Disney Plus or on HBO Max. I Just to sit at home and watch that shit, I would do it. Yeah. Oh. Going that, for Violent Night, though. That looks fun. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm going for that shit all day. Yeah. Um, I hope not. It should just be like two hours. But what if it's that good? I mean, if it's that good, I'll watch it twice. Walk out. <laughs> turn around. Next showing, please. <laughs> I could have... Part of me wants to wonder, like, man, what if this movie had been in theaters? <laughs> it probably would have bombed. Rubber? Yes. Oh, it would have tanked so hard. Yeah. I don't know, man. I bet you put a you slap an A twenty four on that bitch, it would have done gangbusters. That, that was yeah, like, now, well, yeah, like Magnolia and Magnet were kind of like the A twenty four before A twenty four started doing. I mean, you're not wrong. All the weird shit that they do now. Of course, to be fair, most of these A twenty four movies have much better acting. And the production and quality is pretty high too. Production yeah. quality is much higher. That's and like um, their actual stories. Yeah, this one has stories. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this story has like a story on top. I of mean, sto- as far as like weird fucking like <laughs> meta like in your ass fucking movies go, this was not the hardest to follow. Like by any means. No, like, like this, okay, like when I when I say this has a story, it's in the same vein as like the book Good Night Moon having a story. There's a story. Yeah, it's bedtime. <laughs> There's a story. This tire kills people. I don't know. This yeah. movie is is Jaws, but it's a fucking tire. Yeah. I love in the beginning when it's just like I, I think you said it, and when we were watching the movie, after the the tire learns it's got the powers and it kills the rabbit. And you're like, look at him swagger. Yeah, he was. He was just fucking wibbly wobbling around the whole time. 
I will say, I, like that wobble, I, I know it because you know you saw that the inside of the tire is blocked off at the top because it's remote controlled. So there's like a little, yeah, little mechanical thing inside the tire that's causing it to go forward. I was genuinely impressed with all of the practical effects, mm-hmm. even though like the head explodey bits, those were all CGI after the fact because yeah. it, it wasn't. He didn't like how it looked. The director didn't. But like the movement of the tires with the remote control shit, especially for that era of, of low mm-hmm. budget movies, it was really well done. <laughs> yeah. I was going to pose my fucking theory on how they got the tire to move around. <laughs> they just kicked it and started filming? No, like, I, I was, my dumbass, like, legit thought, what if somebody was just, like, in a green screen suit <laughs> the whole movie, and he's just, <laughs> just moving around, just wiggling the fucking tire around? Yeah. And they just cut his ass out. I mean, hell. <laughs> I think that's how they could probably Honestly, that's what they would do now. Yeah. They would go for the computer option first instead of building like remote control rigs. Oh yeah. If this movie was made today, they would just like spend the money and just make a CGI tower. Yeah. How did this not get like so many sequels? <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I'm not joking. Like well, the way the, well, the, they can't. I mean, with the way the movie ends, the tires made it to Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah, but I, man, I, I mean, yeah, there's a bunch of tires, but yeah, you could have like spawned like this, like Return of the Living Rubbers. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love that just shot of like the tricycle and all the tires behind it. That was a good shot. That's still like my one of my favorite lines there at the end, where he's like, "It's not over. He's been reincarnated as a tricycle, and it's just like, goddamn it." That is now one of my. Uh, that is now one of my favorite lines in cinematic <laughs> history. <laughs> He's been reincarnated as a tricycle. We're gonna have to add that no reason monologue to the quotes list for the impression game. Yeah, yeah I agree. I, I, I agree. <laughs> I love the. So, like, I guess, like, we I could talk a little bit about the, the the twist part of it, where it's like, yeah, where I mentioned like the only reason the events of the movie are happening are because there's an audience watching the events occur, and there's this part where this fucking weird, bizarre accountant man who keeps calling the guy who gave the monologue master on the phone murders a turkey in a hotel room. Yep. Injects said turkey and cooks it somehow in a hotel room. Impressive. With poison to feed it to the audience who haven't had food for two days. Yes. To kill the entire audience. Yep. So the events can happen. So they can stop doing the events. Right. Unfortunately, one lone... Man in a wheelchair refuses to eat, and I just love the breakdown of him being like, "Okay, we're done here. Y'all can go. Y'all can leave." And then he's like, "You." He's like, "What do you mean these events were?" Well, you've got an all- a stuffed alligator under your arm. So, <laughs> <laughs> but like when he realizes the, the the movies or the things are still happening, I love that him just going over to the pool, sitting down to talk to the guy. The guy dies, and he pulls the piece of paper out of his pocket. And Oh, God, the kid was right. The tire was the killer. And it just tosses it behind. <laughs> Ever since Robin Hood Men in Types, a looking at the script for the movie you're in joke has always been one of my favorite jokes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know why I love it so much. I just know that I love it so much. Mm. How silly can you get? Uh, yeah. Yay! <laughs> like, like, this attitude is why I love uh, Willy's Wonderland so much. Because like, yeah. yeah. this is the, the vibe that I, I've said it on that episode. This very first episode of a proper show. Go give it a listen. Or our year anniversary rewatch. Go give that a listen. But like, double feature. Listen to both. Yeah, you watch the movie. <laughs> listen to them both. Back to back. 
But like no, like I like this movie. Like the best parts about this movie, or the best parts for me about Willy's Wonderland is the people making it were like, fuck it, that's funny, put it in. Yep. Yeah. I I remember I was reading like a part of it, like listening to it on director's commentary, uh, and then like even reading about it where he talked about they didn't want the tire to be sinister. They had watched Wally and they were like, It's dumb. It's just like it's literally learning about its own existence from like the minute you see it come out of the sand to the part where it's watching TV in a hotel room. <laughs> and then it has an existential crisis when it sees itself in the mirror, like in the back alley. And then you brought it like, it's a flashback. <laughs> it's like a montage flashback of its yeah. entire life. Of this entire <laughs> film that we had just seen. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a montage of the previous like 45, 50 minutes. <laughs> Plus like a little extra clip of when it was a part of a car. Yeah. <laughs> I just like like a lot of the bit roles or people that I recognize from other shit. Like wheelchair dude was in an episode of House. Oh, okay. And the accountant guy was in an episode of Supernatural, among other things. That's where I recognize him from. Okay. But he was in one of my favorite episodes of Supernatural. Yeah. Yeah, season four when Sam and Dean are uh, brainwashed by the angels to have different lives and they still end up ghost hunting. Wow. Yeah, it was a good episode. Good ass <laughs> episode. I know I've seen it. I don't remember it that much. It's yeah. been, I've seen a lot of fucking Supernatural. Well, like, and they even they make them not brothers. So Dean's a like a middle management type named Dean Wesson, and then Sam is or no, he's Dean Smith, and then Sam's is Sam Wesson. <laughs> Winchester Smith and Wesson is guns. Yeah, yeah no, it's it's a good episode. Yeah, there's there's just a lot to the the things that are happening. I, I mean, I just just the like. Going back to like the opening, like this, I mean, you get this big wide shot, and then the, there's a the tire in the dirt. <laughs> it slowly starts like wiggling around, <laughs> <laughs> and then it fucking gets up. <clears throat> and then like, and I love the fact that didn't it like immediately fall down? And it's like, yeah, oh, tire puts asleep a couple times. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, just gets up. <clears throat> it even goes to sleep at one point. Yeah, underneath the tree. Mm-hmm. And then the the part of it trying to like. It rolls over like a water bottle, and then it like kills a scorpion, <laughs> and then it gets really mad at a, at a glass bottle. And that's where it learns it has psychokinetic powers. <laughs> yeah, just, I love it. Just, yeah, the the visual effect of it killing stuff is like really good. Like it just like starts vibrating, and then it makes like that, that almost like insect noise, and mm. then it just pop. <laughs> yeah, it also blows up a rabbit. And a crow, and several people, and then that the so kid, many people, the kid with the pizza who comes back through and stops and puts the dead crow meat on the pizza because his dad's a shithead. Yeah, you know, I was wondering if this movie was going to go so fucking dark as to like when he like rolls up uh, and notices uh, the woman dead in the hotel room. I'm just like he just starts like putting like pieces of her brain on the <laughs> pizza, oh. like triple meat, motherfucker. <laughs> I hate you, Dad. You don't believe me about the killer tire? I saw you it fuckhead. Going. I love that where he's just like the tire rolls and after the the tire's in the middle of taking a shower and the house cleaning lady just chunks it outside. Like, yep, in the dirt got dirt. He had to take another fucking shower. Yep. I felt bad for him. In the hotels, he's not paying the goddamn water bill. <laughs> Fine, Robert. The goddamn tires. His name is Robert. Yep. I love the, and then there's like, uh, oh, the, it's like following this woman around, and then uh, 
Then you you flash forward three days after it sees a giant burning tire fire, and it just loses its shit, kills yeah. everyone. Yep. I also find it hilarious that they eventually discover the tire in a house, and it's watching NASCAR. That was pretty funny. That was a good bit. Yeah. I, I I chuckled. <laughs> it's just a, it's just a weird fucking movie, but it it's fun. Is. It is fucking weird, but I dug it. <laughs> it was my fucking brand of weird tonight. Let me yeah. tell you. Like, I mean, it was just like, like legit. When we say like this movie, like I would say, I mean, aside from the opening monologue, um, it's just this tire rolling around for like, <laughs> for like what a half hour? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that opening bit. That's that's a good twenty minutes before a human is introduced that isn't the dudes from the very beginning, yeah, or the audience. <laughs> yeah, and oh, the, the fucking audience. And like, the audience does a decent job of like helping with some heavy lifting too, like because they start having like dialogue amongst themselves back and forth, talking about some of the things that are happening. Yeah, I just apparently those binoculars can see through anything because. When the woman gets in the shower, they all start having a conversation about, wow, that one guy, Ethan Cohen's character is talking about, I think this is the most I've ever seen of a woman. And then the the one woman's like, she doesn't have a good butt, but she's got a nice rack. It's like, <laughs> what is the power of these binoculars? Yeah, because I'm looking real hard through this this shower curtain. It's all, it's all like frosted glass. I can't see nothing. It's terrible. Yeah, I can't see shit. And I'm really looking. Oh, it's like... Oh, and so is the tire. <laughs> it's like I don't. It's like I don't think you could pay me to like um, uh, watch a movie through binoculars. Yeah, that seems like it wouldn't like, be very fun, especially when said movie is like basically like real, like being acted in front of you in real time. Yeah, and, and you, you have to sleep out in the desert. Yeah, with no food, with no food, and then you just like fucking just go zombie mode on a goddamn turkey. It's just like dropped in the dirt by a stranger. <laughs> and you're just like, sure, I'll eat this fucking turkey. And meanwhile, the dude, again, I said, er, in the Jaws jackets, just chilling. Like, nah, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, that guy, that, that guy knew what was up. He knew exactly what was up. Yeah. He did, But too bad he didn't believe in reincarnation there, Bubba. <laughs> I still love it. When they, when they set up the trap and he comes and knocks on the back of the, the, the van, he's like, what is this point? And he's just like, it's just like there's like part of me that like reads that as the commentary of like poking fun at people who who talk about movie plot lines yeah. where it's like this plot's stupid and it's like this guy is a real literal manifestation of someone critiquing a director's choice to do something. <laughs> and at the end of the day, the girl in the like the the geo knew nothing about any of this. They they drop her off at her vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> After he takes a shotgun to the tire, <laughs> the, the mannequin doll. <laughs> yeah, and th those line deliveries were, I know they were intentionally bad, but wow. <laughs> they were so well done intentionally bad that I don't know if it was intentional anymore. <laughs> she just sounded, she was, she sounded confused. And I, I like the part when she like, she ad libs and the guy's like, no, stick to the script. <laughs> <laughs> stick to the script. And then he has Wrote to it for a reason. Yeah. He has to take over. It's like I've been a not naughty naughty girl. No, I, I've been a very bad girl. Yeah, I mean, you should you should blow up my head. That was creepy. I didn't I didn't enjoy that. 
Did you notice that uh, when he went back into the house after blowing up the doll that, you know, the fridge door was open and the jug of milk was spilt on the floor? Yeah. I like to think that maybe the tire thought it was going to try milk. (laughs) (laughs) Even goes for a swim in a a pool at one point. It does. And then that poor little kid has to jump in in all his normal clothes, like jeans and shit. That, that guy's a shithead dad. That, that made me chafe. Though the the eating the turkey part still makes me feel a little uncomfortable just watching these people eat this turkey that just got dropped on the ground. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't much care for that. It's yeah. like, as a fan of turkey, I felt disrespected <laughs> because you don't just. And first off, you don't poison a turkey. No, that's just like, rude. That's just rude. And then you don't just throw it and they're tearing it apart. Yeah, Lisa. And <laughs> and then he mm-hmm. he winds up dying from his own trap food. Yeah, he fucking <laughs> eats his own fucking food. He's like sitting there. He introduces all the dishes that are made, the poison dishes for this guy. And he's just like, he's like, nah, I'm not having any of this shit. <laughs> and then he's just like, I guess bored. He's just eating. And then like, I don't want to say anything. Because, like, I don't know, maybe the fucking chocolates were actually, you know, like, unpoisoned or whatever, right? <laughs> and he's just, like, nomming away. And then all of a sudden, I'm just thinking, I was like, Is he, did he eat, like, the poison fucking food? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, this is supposed to be for you. Ah! I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I like to think that that, that man in the wheelchair, because he had that jacket on, that he had snacks in that jacket. Oh, yeah, yeah. protein bar or something for sure. Oh, yeah. That was a 9 out of 10 snack jacket right there, bud. Oh, yeah. So many pockets. <laughs> He's got so many Chips, M&M's, <laughs> melt in your mouth and not in your fucking pocket. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably got some beef jerky and stuff up in there. Like, Yo, uh-huh. he probably. I that mean, guy was prepared. MREs. Oh, like, yep. He wanted to watch a show. <laughs> and he was enjoying it, too. Yeah, right up until yeah. he exploded. He got peace. <laughs> then he nope. got pieced. He got pieced. Oh my god! And it blew him up like all the way. Yeah, there was no head pop. Just smoking wheelchair bits at like, the end. Who knew that? Like fucking tricycle is basically rubber in like Super Saiyan form. <laughs> <laughs> just like just fucking disintegrated wheelchair, man. Just like because oh it goes from one tire to three. Yeah, just, I, I mean, yeah. Part of me was hoping that when it cuts to that shot of just the smoldering remains of the wheelchair, that the the, the wheel off the wheelchair would have just followed. <laughs> yeah, for real. That would have made that bit way better. Like, I was just, that final shot when they were in Hollywood, I was just anticipating, like, just so many tires, just like a fleet of tires oh, just, we, like, hanging out. We left out the bonus part at the very end where he's giving them, it's, it's giving us an angle of the monologue from a different side, and then it pans to show that he was talking to no one. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? It's like, so it was, I don't know. Then you start going in like weird American psycho territory. You're just like, (laughs) what what are you really doing? American psycho. I know, right? I have. What if there was a tire in that one? There were a few tires in that one. No killer tires. That movie would have been. (laughs) Nothing's as crazy as feed me a stray cat. That that movie. (laughs) I own that on Blu-ray and it's like. Yeah, I got, I got the DVD. Like, um, all right, uh, the listener, spoilers. If shut your shut your ear holes if you haven't. Fuck it, we're gonna talk about American Psycho for a second. That's my theory. Like, I, I fuck it. I don't care about that sequel. I'm not counting it. I don't fucking give That's a rat's fucking ass. So, like, it wasn't even written as a sequel to American Psycho. They just adapted it because they wanted a quick cash grab. So oh, yeah. yeah. That being said, 
I think it was all in his head just because of that uh, scene with the ATM. Really? Yeah. Because when has an ATM ever said, feed me a stray cat? He kills an old woman too, doesn't he? And then the helicopters like start chasing after nah, him. Oh man. He, he drew it all in his journal. Yeah, like that, like that bit, yes. But uh, I've, I've read a lot by people who have like, made the movies and Brett Easton Ellis's uh, like, original takes on it. And the general consensus is he did all of that shit up until he noticed the cat or noticed the ATM saying, feed me a stray cat. But like he killed the homeless dude. Uh, and the, the whole point of it was that all of these 80s yuppies are so interchangeable that he did kill several of them and nobody fucking noticed. Yep. And the, like the apartment where he stashed the bodies, it was cleaned out so that it could be sold and no one gave a shit. Like, nope, got to make a dollar. That's why when he shows up to the apartment, the lady's like, I think you should go because he's looking for the dead bodies and she doesn't need that trouble, man. She's just trying to make a fucking sale. Yep. They're covering that shit up because... Or, hear me out, mm. art is fucking subjective. <laughs> <laughs> I never read the fucking book. I don't know. <laughs> Same, yeah. Yeah, that, the movies. I love that movie, though. It's great. Uh, well, the, my, the best part is the scene, uh, the Willem Dafoe interrogation scene when he goes to Christian Bale's office. They shot that three ways. Really? They did three takes. One take where Willem Dafoe was, like, his character was 100% certain Patrick Bateman was a killer. One where he was 100% certain that he wasn't. And then one where he could go either way. And then they just used different takes to make it feel all weird and fucky. That's good. I can see That's impressive. that. Yeah. Like, look up some of the, 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 the lore, I guess, the, the production and shit, and, like, how long this movie took to get made. Uh, the director, they wanted... Uh, the studio wanted DiCaprio, but the director was like, no, it's Christian Bale, nobody else. Yeah. And they were going to go with DiCaprio and a different director, and then DiCaprio dropped out, and they came crawling back. Like, no, please direct the movie. <laughs> uh, so like, a lot of really cool stuff. Huh. Yeah. No, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll try to find the, the articles that I've, I'm remembering all this from and send them to you. Then he lost all that weight and did The Machinist. Mm-hmm. Which is also a fucking weird movie. And then yes. he got fucking jacked for Batman. And then he got like jacked for Batman. Happened. How was... Mm. Christian Bale, calm down. Well, he said he's calm not going to be doing that stuff ever again after uh, he did the one about Dick Cheney. Because mm-hmm. uh, he put on all that weight. And then he was like, never again. He, he was, was he was looking pretty fucking sickly in uh, Amsterdam. At least from what I'm seeing from the trailers. I do want to see that movie. Though. Yeah, it looks interesting. But um, rubber, though. <laughs> How long did it take to shoot this movie? Uh, I don't know. There... Uh, don't worry, Mr. Faxman. I'll take over. Go for it. Mr. Faxman. Every time I like I hear that stuff, I, my brain always goes to like another movie that I, I like that was kind of like around the same era was Monsters, the Garth Edwards movie. Monsters. Oh, yeah. yeah no, yeah, that he was did, a good one. He did that in 12 days and did all the like post-production by himself. Those The trailers for that movie really fucked him over. Yeah. Because like the trailers made it look like big old monster fighting, but it's a character study of two people trying to make it through a monster zone to get to safety. It's the movie that got him the Godzilla job. Yeah. Then he fell upwards. Yeah. Hard. Because he got Godzilla. No, he did Rogue One first. And then, or was it Godzilla, then Rogue One? It was Godzilla remember. first. Oh, and then he got Rogue One. And mm-hmm. then he got really upset because Disney did all kinds of fuckery with his original script for Rogue One. Which is still a great movie, and he... Oh, yeah. If like if you like listen to interviews with him, he was happy with the final product, but it wasn't what he wanted. And then 
he backed off because he was like, I'll stay executive producer for these next few Godzilla movies because I love giant monsters. He's like, but hey, he's like, I need to go work on some small projects again. He's like, this, this big project stuff is not, for, I'm not ready for this role yet. There's uh, him and there's another director about the same time that kind of did the, went from tiny project to gigantic project super quick. And it was like, pump the brakes. I don't need. Chronicle to. dude. Oh yeah. Josh Trank. Yeah, he went from... He went from Chronicle to fucking up Dr. Doom, you piece of shit. I'm coming for you. You're on the list. <laughs> I thought you his, just made the I list. Thought, I thought he had the same problem where he had like his original script was different and it got... No, his problem was he was a giant party fuck boy who didn't want to do anything that anyone else wanted to do. Like, he got in fights with Miles Teller, who is also a shithead. Yeah. Uh, like, the studio, like, this movie's terrible. Like, it's dark and mean and not at all what we hired you for. And he, like, wrecked the house where he was staying to the tune of, like, a hundred grand or some shit. And then right before the movie came out, I was like, don't go see this movie. This movie's garbage. And wasn't Michael B. Jordan in Chronicle? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. why he got cast in Fantastic Four, too. Gotcha. Uh, but the, every like everyone behind the scenes with Chronicle, him and Max Landis both, like Trank and, and Max Landis are just fucking awful. Yeah. They're just like, I get it, Hollywood. You're looking for directors that do cool things and you find these people who do all these little like indie projects that make like bu big bucks. Give them a little bit because they're going from like used to working on their own with like a small group of people to you give them a giant budget and expectations that they have to meet. They're going to crumble. Mm -hmm. Like I'm I yeah. Everything that I read about Edwards talking about his experience working with like Lucasfilm and Disney was just like he was just like I you know, I'm constantly being watched and it's like please go back and go back to do Godzilla. I could tell you really loved that project. Uh, so there's not a lot on the production of Rubber. Right. But one of the uh, trivia bits makes me happy. One of the spectators is played by Daniel Quinn, who was uh, a, a character in Scanner Cop. Oh, yeah. Which is a movie about people's heads exploding. Just like this one. Yep. Is that tied to Scanners in any way? It's the same director, isn't it? I think so. Because his movie before Rubber was called Steak. And all of his other movies past that point all have very weird titles. <laughs> also, fun fact about Chronicle. You know where your butt is right now? Huh. That's where I watch Chronicle. Oh, nice. Right there on that screen. And, like, Chronicle's a really fucking good movie. I it was didn't a, hate it. I like the concept of giving kids superpowers and watching what happens. Also, like... Dane DeHaan was great. Yeah. Found footage kind of rules, too. I love good found footage. Yeah, like I want to like Cloverfield a lot more than I do, but it made me motion sick. I understand. I understand. Yeah, because I, I, I worked at the theater when that came out, and I would watch the preview the night before because uh, you know I was working there, and I was the one who went to the manager like, "We're going to need to put a warning on this. Why? Because I'm about to throw up." Um, uh, no, to answer your question, Scanner Cop was a completely different French man. Oh, okay. And it was a four uh, movie series. So you want to hear something really hilarious about? Um Cloverfield, like you remember, like the I'm original. Sorry, it is also oh. part of the scanner trailer, uh, scanner uh, oh. franchise. Ah, okay. Hmm. Damn, how many fucking scanner movies? Uh, I will look that up. Go ahead. Um, <clears throat> the me. fun fact about uh, when the first few trailers for Cloverfield dropped, and it's like the it's like pretty much the first few minutes of the movie where they're having the party, and then all the power goes out in New York. Mm -hmm. Someone makes the comment. It sounded like a lion. 
and people ran with that and thought that it was a Voltron movie. I remember that. And I like, was like, that would be hilarious. There were so many weird theories about what Cloverfield was. The biggest one was it's a secret Voltron movie. Yeah. Because someone heard, a, it sounds like a line, and there was a ring in one of the stills. Like, that's a Voltron ring. Like, no, it's not. Yeah. Uh, to answer the earlier question, there is Scanners, Scanners 2, The New Order, Scanners 3, The Takeover, Scanner Cop, and Scanners The Showdown, also known as Scanner Cop 2. Oh, man. Um, Scream Factory. I'm smelling a fucking box set. Arrow Video. Somebody. <laughs> I love the fact that for, the, for this movie, like the trailers we were watching, we got that trailer for Hobo with a Shotgun. Mm-hmm. I've still never seen that movie. You can Rugger Howard just like <laughs> being grizzled, old, angry hobo. I do miss and love Rutger Howard. Same. He's great. Yep. Man, I love Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite movies. It's a solid film. But Rubber's also one of your favorite movies. Yeah, yeah it's in like my top ten. How about a crossover? Blade Rubber. Blade Rubber. Blade Rubber. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's about a, a group of uh, people, a uh, group of tires that hunt other tires. Yep. <laughs> and Harrison Ford's there. Yeah, for no reason. Yeah, no, no reason. He's just got like a cameo of him like sitting in like a cafe somewhere, mm-hmm. like sipping on coffee and the tire just like rolls by. Yeah, for no reason. Yeah. That's the point. Absolutely no reason. <laughs> kind of like why we watched this movie. <laughs> no, we watched it because you loved it. Yeah. And you wanted us to watch it. And I fucking had a great time. I'm glad you did. Yeah, it was I good. want it now. I hope. I am glad it's on Blu-ray. I'm fucking buying the shit. I hope that people that listen to this episode go and watch this movie. I think it's uh, you can. I think it's on rent for on Amazon as well. Probably. But uh, I just had to bring the Blu-ray because it's just like... You know. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. Why pay money if you've already got the thing? Damn right. Yeah. I say watch fucking rubber. Like, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you've got an hour and a half to kill and you want to see something really weird but also kind of fun, go watch rubber. Yeah. Go watch rubber. But for right now, let's find out what our next Uncaged special is going to be. Now, uh, we've said the past several episodes, so if you're not keeping up, like seriously catch up wherever you've been, the fuck. Uh, But after next week with Ken's birthday bash, we are taking a bit of a hiatus. Now, you're not going to notice because we're going to release several completely ridiculous mini-sodes over the course of the holiday season. But we will be back uh, the second second Thursday in January. We'll come back after New Year's and... uh, I'd tell you what we'd be doing, but truth be told, we don't fucking know. <laughs> we have not scheduled, we got nothing scheduled past next week and then the weird shit we're doing after that. So you've got a lot of weird mini episodes to look forward to, but we can at least find out what we're going to be doing for the first uncaged episode of the new year and what we are calling season three, which may or may not have a new theme song depending on how bored I get. <laughs> Uh, especially since we need to put Jeremy in there doing quotes and shit. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm a real boy. <laughs> well, let's not be hasty. You know what? You're I came to life. <laughs> Frank, stop being mean. Wait, can we just send the tire after Frank? What <sighs> that fucking thing out of here. Get the tire away from me. <laughs> oh, God, it's making the noise. <laughs> so, the uncaged wheel. These are the options for what it could land on. We have Cannon's Choice. Jeremy's choice, in which case we'll spin again. No fair. <laughs> I hate you. Yeah. Ken's choice. Emilio's choice. Frank's choice. Me, motherfucker. The Creed retrospective. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Thanks a lot, oh. which is where we do the movies of Tom Hanks. Okay. A B movie spectacular. My choice. Story time with that cannon guy. Bye bye. Uh, the Nick Cage hairpiece ranking. <laughs> Thanks to one of our listeners is <laughs> one of our listeners commented on Facebook. Uh, I, I can't look up who it was right now, so I apologize, but thank you for that suggestion. It was tremendous. <laughs> That's a pretty good idea. It's a great idea. <laughs> uh, you see what happens when you interact with our sosh? Yo. We actually do stuff. Fucking interact with us more, you nerds. Maybe not on Twitter, <laughs> but like Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, back. <laughs> we can also do worst comic characters. That could be fun. Uh, then Paddington 2, just going straight to Paddington 2, <laughs> because of the 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 bit from Way to Mass Talent. And then Kindergarten Cop. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. So we got some pretty fun options. Two, so, starring Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I believe this says double feature. Well, I mean, oh. I would. <laughs> that were, it's funny you say that. I saw something the other day. It was... Uh, it was a couple of days ago, wasn't the like the anniversary of the 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 Lundgren Punisher movie? Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I I love that movie so much. I love Dolph Lundgren so much. That is well documented. Oh yeah, honestly. Uh, so there are a lot of really good choices. So why don't we? And just double checking, I want to say it was Amanda that gave us that suggestion for hair pieces. Okay, thank so, you, Amanda. Thanks, Amanda. Yes. Uh, so, we're going to now spin the wheel and see what the next thing is going to be. So, Cannon. Actually, I'm going to give it to Jeremy. It's his episode. Oh, there you go. Get your ass over here. Okay. I'll hold it for you. There you go. Tag team. Ah! Wheel of morality. Turn, turn, turn. Tell us a lesson that we should learn. Wheel. Wheel cult. Even though Ken's not here. <laughs> Uh-oh. What is it? Come on. No fucking way. <laughs> what is no it? No fucking way. What is it? Give it to me. No fucking way. The suspense Don't is killing this me. to me. Because <laughs> oh, when you are with me, I'm free. Oh, my God. It's finally fucking happening. Oh, my God. We're going to get more chairs. Oh, it's going to be a full fucking house. Come 2023, y'all. Oh my god, the Creed retrospective! <laughs> the fucking Creed retrospective! Yes! What have we done? Oh, yes! What have I done? Yes! Will, you've betrayed me! <laughs> yes! Damn, that was such a good spin, Jeremy! <laughs> Fuck! Oh! So we will be. Oh! Son of a bitch! <laughs> my heart is beating so fast right now! So in 2023, oh. we will begin the first uncaged uh, season with arms wide open. Uh, no! For a, a Creed retrospective, which I'm sure we'll have a full fucking house for this. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, yes. Good job, Jeremy. With that spin, you have created my own prison. <laughs> Should have been dead on a Sunday morning. Banging I, I, my I blame the tire. <laughs> Uh, I will all. We can also pivot that into discussions of Scott Stapp's solo career, and even more fun, a better band, Alter Bridge, which is Creed with a different singer. We can even talk about Tremonti if you're feeling froggy. Oh yeah, I never heard them until uh, taking a ride with Joseph. And you know what? 
They're fucking good. Mark Trevanti's a fantastic musician. Oh, yeah. I've never heard him sing. I haven't heard him sing. He's the lead singer of this really? band. Really? Yes, blew me the fuck away. I need to check that out. It's pretty rad. But let's save that for the retrospective. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, for sure, for sure. God, what yeah! the <laughs> Fuck! Children are not gonna stop dancing. Is this vodka? No, this is water. Believe you can fly. Oh, fuck! Yes! Oh it's my still God. water. Why is it not vodka? I'm so happy. No. I, Cannon, I haven't seen you this happy in our entire friendship. Oh, just wait until 2023. Oh, I'm not going to be able to contain my joy. <laughs> Before I forget, I have to throw this out there because you, you forgot to do it the other day. Mm. You know, like, because I, I have, like, a, a Discord where I, like, post our podcast because I'm trying to, you know, sucker in my friends. Sure. You know, they they made a comment because I told them we were watching Rubber tonight. Uh, you know, like, I got some good positive feedback, which uh, included, you know, Top five satire movies, <laughs> uh, but there was something. Wow, what was it we were talking about? I now I got to look it up. <laughs> but, uh, a nice shout out to the guys on the Discord who occasionally comment and attempt to listen. Mm. Oh right, he was confused about the fact that we did an uncaged episode about John Carpenter's vampires, <laughs> and then just started giving me shit about. It. Yeah, it's because it's a it's a running bit, and then it won the Twitter vote. Yeah, Ugh. that was it was only uncaged on the basis of it's not a cage movie that we watched, but it was technically our Halloween spooktacular, yeah. and then it won the Twitter vote. I'm gonna find this. Uh, oh no, it was the Twitter poll. I asked about them to vote on the Twitter poll, uh-huh. and yeah, caught, they were like, "I thought this was a a cage podcast." It is. <coughs> it was like, yeah. "You guys are terrible." <laughs> Well, if any of them are listening now, uh, first off, <laughs> oh my God! Can you do that a little louder, please? She literally just chat on the mic. <laughs> uh, secondly, <laughs> ew, and thirdly, if we did exclusively Nicolas Cage movies every single week, we would have been done by now, and then we wouldn't have an excuse to get together. And goof off like this. So we're going to milk this for as long as we possibly can. Milk it. Because we're all adults, middle-aged, and we don't just get to hang out and watch movies without a legitimate reason to do so. Because, you know, life. So, uh, fourthly... <laughs> he pooped on my <coughs> I did. Yeah, you got to do the double hand thing. Uh, that was my ass. I don't know what you're oh, talking yeah, about. Yeah, he said he double hand when he spread the cheeks and <laughs> yeah. fucking crapped all over the microphone. Gonna <laughs> gonna have to replace this windscreen on this sp- microphone. Ew, there's some splatters on yeah, the side. That's what the, oh, that God. smell. Remember, that is some poo. Oh. <laughs> That's what I get for having checkers today. Man, it, when you said that earlier, I was just like, God, that's a that's a word I haven't heard in forever. I haven't had checkers in like years. I like checkers. Like it was fine. It was good. Yeah. Uh, especially since because of issues with the delivery and whatnot, I got paid to eat it. Oh. So we could get paid to eat things. Yeah, I mean, don't worry, it doesn't happen to me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can go back to being excited about your Creed retrospective. When you are where I don't know why I said of me. Hi, please You're kill gonna me. be on the Creed show Help. with me and Jimmy. I'm going back into my cave now. <laughs> you're gonna fucking love it. Please, God. Or you'll cry. What have I done? <laughs> 
Even I'm excited. My for it, sacrifice. Yeah, it was definitely a sacrifice of my dignity. I said sack of pies, Jeremy. What? There's pies? Where are they? No, you're not getting any. We're gonna eat pies, and you're just gonna cry about Creed. Yeah, <laughs> I will. I will sit over here in my corner and cry about over Creed. Feel it's gonna rain like this for days. And hug my I have blood that on my phone. I uh, like that song. I do too. I don't even care. I have the Creed greatest hits on my phone. I will sit over here and hug my copy of Rubber. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. look in there. It's Creed's greatest hits now. No, it's not. Yeah, open it up. Oh God, David Blaine. What's so, but for real though, uh, this show is releasing on the tenth of November. We are recording on the twentieth for all the weird, ridiculous minisodes. So, if any of you have any suggestions that we'll probably just ignore, let's be real. But you know, maybe there's a gym or two in there that are decent, like that Nicolas Cage hairpiece idea, which I, I deeply love. That's pretty good. That's a good idea. Um, if you have any suggestions, you know, shout them out on the Facebook or the Instagram or, you know, if you want to go on the hellscape of Twitter, be my guest. If uh, it's still standing. <laughs> yeah. like, <laughs> wonder if it's going to outlast a head of lettuce. <laughs> I don't know. Let's just see how this fucking <laughs> show pans out. But uh, for safety's sake, let's do the social media that we trust more these days, which is horrifying to say. Anything that Zuckerberg owns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. I don't like this timeline. Uh, so yeah, just you know, shoot us some messages or some comments and stuff, and we'll see if we can take your idea and and work it into some gold flake uh, turds. Because most of our ideas are, are shit. Can but, we? But I did. We can't take their idea. Identity theft is not fucking cool. We can always <laughs> put an asterisk next to it and say we can give people credit when we do it. Yeah, like we're not making any money off of this, so don't worry, you're not going to either. But you're trying to take their credit when you take their identification. No, I'm not trying to take their IDs. I'm trying to take their ideas. I took their credit card. Like that's part. Jeremy's gonna get fired. That's part <laughs> good before the Creed episode. Don't take their credit cards before we get the Patreon unlocked. God, God. Wait, we're getting a Patreon? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Fuck it. Everybody else fucking has one. Instead, instead of like the Weekly Planet, they have BigSandwich.co. We're gonna have like <laughs> SoggyHotDog.net. <laughs> Fifteen dollar tier Patreon. We'll come watch a movie with you. Yeah. Like we will sing Creed at your birthday party. Yo, I'll do that for free. <laughs> <laughs> you never do something for free that you get paid to do. <laughs> after after the songs that we sang a bit ago, they're, they're going to be ringing off the hook our phones. Oh, I don't know why they got our phone numbers, but still. What? They're going to be asking. That's why you asked for my if, phone number the other day. Actually, something horrifying did happen to me the other day. I don't want to tell you guys. And mm -hmm. since it's content, here we go. Uh, I'm sitting at my shop, mm -hmm. which is a comic book store, the comic strip here in Tuscaloosa. And my cell phone rings, oh. which is odd. And I answer it like, hello, because it looks like a legitimate number. I always check. You never know, right? It's like, hi, uh, is this the comic strip? I'm like, oh, no, no, I don't. I don't like this. <laughs> so I thought fast. I was like, uh, this is actually an older, out-of-use number that they don't have anymore. What you want is this one for the actual store. And then I blocked the number that called me on my cell phone. <laughs> but I don't know how they got my cell phone number and why it's connected to the store. Uh, my best guess is someone I know gave them the wrong number of the two, I, I, but I, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Nurse sure don't like it. Nope. Not a fan. Not a fan at all. So, uh, yeah. Man, I was here. I was hoping that it was going to be like a robo collar and I could you know, use that as a segue to talk about one of my funny moments of robo collar calling me and be like, yes, I'm looking for Mr. Rich. And my response was, 
do I, can you tell me how you know the victim? And they were like, what? And I was like, yeah, you've called in on an active crime scene. <laughs> they hung up real fast. I imagine oh, so. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. <laughs> <laughs> to Caging Greatness. Uh, <clears throat> we appreciate it, and we hope you'll join us next week for Cannon's Birthday Bash Cannon. Do you know what we're watching yet? Still don't. I did not think so. <laughs> Had some ideas. Sure, sure. But nothing solid yet. That's fair. That's fair. I'm sure by the time you listen to us again, dear listeners, we'll know what we watched. Unless oh, yeah. Attire killed all three of us. Right. Unless it's an actual watch along. Right. Yeah. That, which you know, which I'm still, I wish we could work out, but... I am still trying to figure out ways to do that. I'm working on it. I, th- I think I have some ideas. We're going to do some testing since I'll have time over the Christmas season. Not like I got any fucking family to hang out with. <laughs> We're your family. <laughs> Hashtag orphan. So, mm. Cannon. Yes. Where can the people find you on the internet? Well, they can find me at that Cannon guy on Twitter, Instagram, Goodreads, the Letterboxd, and of course, the TikToks. The TikToks. <laughs> Jeremy. Are you saying my breath stinks, dude? I didn't say anything. Dude, that's not cool. You didn't say I need a TikTok, motherfucker? You're insulting Creed. I know it's your episode and everything. That's right. Oh, no, no. His episode's over. We're in the plugs now. Like All that special treatment is gone. I am in charge. I'm God. (laughs) That's weird. Looks like I'm the one at the computer recording. About six mm. feet from the edge. What what are you thinking? (laughs) Oh, God damn it. It's going to (laughs) be... Dear, li- dear listeners, if they're both dead and I'm alive, just know it was the tire that did it. C R E E D. Look, I'm just 20, saying. 23. In this room, raise your hand if you've stabbed someone before. Yeah, that's what I thought. I mean, oh, with an actual knife? Yeah, it just depends. Yeah. Like, was it on purpose? Like- yeah. So, Jeremy, where can the people find you? You can Other find than me. the shallow grave that I'm going to put you in. You've got to dig real deep. <laughs> um, no, two twigs and a leaf. It's good. Oh, okay. I'll still get it out. I'll find you. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Instagram <clears throat> at Tunes Cosmic Reality. Uh, I just finished up all of my... That's T-U-N-E-S. There yes. has been a bit of confusion. Oh, okay. Yes. T-U-N-E-S. Yeah, at some point it'll be fixed, but who knows. And then I also have twitch.tv slash backwards arrow where me and my friend Six Hill play Rumbleverse. We're excited because the trailer for season two dropped today. It looks awesome, and I'm pumped. And maybe when Trios comes out, I'll drag Shimmy into it as well. Oh, yeah, no, I'm going to play then. It's like I wanted to play some, but then you and your buddy have been busy as duos, so I was waiting for this. All right. But uh, other than that, go watch Rubber. Go yeah. watch Rubber. Right now. Yeah, yeah right, right now. Right now. Yeah, whatever no, like, you're doing. No, no, finish the episode and then go watch it. Well, it's the end of the episode. They're at the end. They can what, go watch what? it now. Yeah, no, but I mean, like, 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 they can listen for the next, like, <laughs> like, 30 seconds and then they can go. <laughs> like you, cooking the dinners. Just drop the plate on the, just go grab it right now. Go watch, I'll watch Rubber. Like when you hear the, how absurd, like, then you can go watch Rubber. But, like, while we're still talking, like, listen to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm done now. Okay. Captain Shimmy, you can find me in all the Captain Shimmy places. Follow the links on our social media. It doesn't fucking matter. tpublic.com slash user slash Cajun Greatness is our merch store. We sold some merch. Thank you, whoever you were. Uh, yeah. Every dollar that we make off of that goes straight to filling in the money we've spent watching these movies so far. So thank you. And don't worry, we don't make a lot of money. It's like $4 a shirt unless there's a sale. <clears throat> so go buy a shirt. Support your favorite podcast. Our buddy Marco Manone has a shirt. And yeah. he's our Valentine. We see it. Yeah. And <laughs> again, our Valentine Mark Malone. And like I told him on Twitter, that's on the internet. It's forever. He did agree to that. There's there's audio proof. So better uh, better find some good gifts there, Marco. 
we like chocolate. We better actually touch base with him and see if we're actually going to do that. Marco, are you still going to? We're still doing that, right? I love dark chocolate. I man. mean, like we, we can just like, <laughs> we can like tweet at each other, but he he did agree to be our Valentine. Yeah. That's that's in stone. Do like a Valentine's episode. That'd be fun. I don't know what we're watching or talking about, but we can talk about some. No, we just have them on. If he wants to. candies. Yeah, we'll see what we're doing. Candy? <coughs> favorite place to drop your rose petals? Talk about Creed. Talk about four more Creed. Marco, you want to be on the Creed episode? <laughs> I'll save you, Marco. Oh, God. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week for Cannon's Birthday Bash. Bye, y'all. <laughs> Bye. Bye.